T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. On the Super Bowls in this city, Joe Jacoby, um, John Riggins, our own Doc Walker, those guys, May or may not have a lawsuit against the commanders. It's presently not a lawsuit, but it is tracking that way. They're represented by a lawyer named Seth Berenswag, and Seth will join the program. And we'll, you know what I want is just some clarity on what's going on, um, because I, I'm hoping I, I, and I feel probably a lot of people are hopeful that this thing can be resolved, like that there, there's because I know that they have a big. Um, event plan Sunday where, you know, it's uh, New Year's Day. Browns are in town. They're going to reveal the new mascot. Coach Gibbs is supposed to be there. I spoke with somebody with the commanders yesterday that said they have 18 former players coming to celebrate this thing. I, I don't I don't believe Joe Jacoby or John Riggins are going to be there, but I know Doc told me he's still going. Doc said he, you know, told me he was going to go, wants to be a part of it. So it's just a lot of confusion there, um, and we'll try to get some answers. What we do on this program, try to get some answers. I, I do want to play a game of will and should. What will happen with the commanders at quarterback versus what should happen with the commanders at quarterback? And when will we learn the answer? Rod talks today. But I would not be surprised if Ron doesn't answer it till tomorrow. Um, you know who Ron really doesn't care about keeping informed? The media. Um, shout out to my guy Tyler Turner, who apparently has un- he believes he's uncovered my car. Um, he hasn't, but I appreciate you, Tyler. I'll drop this in the thread, but let Landfill react to what he thinks is my car um anybody watch that dog of a monday night game last night we need to start putting some respect on the names of joe flacco trent dilfer brad johnson nick Foles is by a mile the worst quarterback to ever win a super bowl he stinks like Whatever happened that one year for Foles, God bless him, because he got red hot at the right time. <laughs> but that guy stinks. He was good for an entire year once with Philly. With Chip Kelly. Yeah. He had like three picks the whole year. It was good. Well, last night he went 17 of 29 
for 140 yards and three picks. That was not good. He was sacked seven times. Indy's kind of a train wreck, period. But damn, Nick Foles. You're right. In 2013, I think Chip Kelly was a, was a coach. In only 10 starts, he threw 27 touchdowns against two picks. Which is pretty remarkable. And stunningly, over the course of his career, he's got about a two-for-one TD to INT ratio. But, man, that guy was awful last night. You know when you have a bet in and you're like, you just know it's shot by, like, the second quarter? That that was my reaction betting on Nick Foles last night. I was like, I can go to bed. This money is gone. I'm not going to chase good money with bad. Bad money with good. I don't know. Either way. Um, that game was just wolf city, frankly. I'm looking at Landfill's show sheet. At 1 o'clock, Landfill wants to discuss, is the season over? <laughs> I, I don't think so. They got the ball is in their court. Uh, B is in Pennsylvania, we believe, today. So B will not be in. Hopefully he's enjoying himself. Um It's an interesting time right now for this commander's team because Jahan Dotson is emerging. Like, you realize, and it's starting to get talked about all over how good the commander's skill position groups are and how much talent they have and and all these things and how they can be a real destination for a quarterback. I mean, a destination for a quarterback? How long have we been saying that, Jeff? Thank you for doing your job, Landfill. Um, I'm 28, and y'all have been saying this longer than I've been born, so I'm going to say about 30 years. I mean, <laughs> a destination. You, there's not enough good quarterbacks. You know what I think is going to end up happening? And maybe this is because I was just in San Francisco and talking to people out there. Who's ready for Jimmy Garoppolo? Crickets. I mean, I, I don't think there's anything they could do. You're not going to be able to draft one of these kids. Like, maybe there's some conversation that the kid from Florida... Is it Anthony Richardson, I think? Like, he is more of an up-in-the-air prospect that could go 10 or he could go 25. What about the kid you just drafted? Like, what are they doing? And I got a worst-case scenario. Or maybe it's not worst-case. But I got a scenario. What if... Wentz looks really good the next two games. What if Wentz in the next two games goes for seven TDs against one pick? They win them both. They get to the playoffs. Are folks ready to roll forward with Wentz at 27 mil on the cap next year? Like, that could easily happen. I, I... 
it's just like this perpetual, you know the band Perpetual Groove? They're the opposite. Perpetual boo. Like, they, they got they got no plan at, at the game's most important position. And, dude, a lot of teams don't. Like, finding a quarterback's impossible. But, man, I, I just don't know what the commander's plan is. So, let, let's start here. Maybe we'll go phone lines early, and I'll actually go to them. But we'll see. What should happen at quarterback on Sunday for the Commanders? And what will happen on Sunday at quarterback for the Commanders? Landfill, I haven't seen you. Merry Christmas. Truly a blessing to be back in the same prison cell as you. What should happen and what will happen? What should happen is that they're going to go to Carson Wentz. And what will happen is that they're going to go to Carson Wentz. Why should they go to Wentz? Uh, he's the guy that gives them the best chance to win. They gotta win at least one of these two games, prob maybe both, to get in the playoffs. And I think that Wentz is the best quarterback. We've seen uh, kind of enough of Taylor Heineke. At least Carson Wentz can, you know, if they can actually get the ball out of his hands quickly, he can throw it with a decent enough uh, amount of velocity that it doesn't just, it's not just a danger of getting picked off every single play. And maybe he can throw like a deep pass occasionally. I mean, I'm not saying Carson Wentz is good, but I'm just saying, like... The biggest flaw in all this is that, like, they're the same dude. It's the Spider-Man yeah. meme. One guy could go deep. One guy has the stronger arm. One guy has kind of this bizarre ability to rally players around him. Um, intern John. Should and will. I think they should go to Wentz, and I think he'll be an upgrade over Heineke. I think what he didn't have earlier in the year was... Um, a good run game, you know. Robinson was coming off his uh, getting shot, and now he's been playing a lot better. Um, Cleveland has one of the worst run D's in the NFL, also. Um, I think we have, I think the play action game will be good as well, and I think we maybe have a big deep touchdown to McLaurin or Dotson. And I think uh, so. I think we win, and then I think we either beat the Cowboys, but I think we make the playoffs and play the Vikings, and then because Wentz is a much better passer and the Vikings have the worst secondary in the NFL, they might be able to upset Minnesota. I mean, listen, if they go 2-0 and and then win their first playoff game, Carson Wentz absolutely coming back here. Hope everybody's ready for that. I'm just saying, say whatever you want, but that's what's going to happen. Jeffrey, should and will. Okay. So, if I'm Ron Rivera, right, I'm not announcing anything today. I'm keeping the, the Browns on their heels. You got to announce it tomorrow. Why? Like, is that a rule or anything? Like, I'm genuinely asking. Um, Fair question. I suppose it's not a rule, but the media gets to watch practice and presumably – you see which quarterback is taking more reps. So, like, even in warm-ups, even in just, like, individual drills where they're just soft-tossing to the running backs, running little flares, like, QB1 goes first. Okay. And so, like, we'll be able to see that tomorrow. Okay. Um, I, I mean, maybe they pull some okey-doke and, like, I, I don't know that the element of surprise – really would make a difference with these dudes. 
Like, it's yeah. not like John Elway's walking out the door. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, to your point though, I could 100% see Ron being non-committal today because he doesn't have to. The, the other part of this is, and I can look it up. Actually, I have a text that would explain it. But like, Ron is absolutely going to tell his players before he tells the rest of us. And it's possible they don't like tomorrow morning is a, is a full practice day, right? Like Wednesday of a Sunday game week is, is the busiest longest day. And it'll start Wednesday morning with a team meeting. And like, maybe Ron wants to tell everybody then the other kind of complicating factor in all this, and perhaps it's stupid, but this is real life. NFL rules don't mandate, but they kind of stipulate that the starting quarterback does a Wednesday press conference. So, like, typically, nine times out of ten, whoever's starting this week would have a presser tomorrow afternoon in Ashburn. So that's why I I certainly think we know by tomorrow. But I I don't think they're going to run it till. I mean, hell, he could just try to run it till Saturday and make both of them do press conferences, but it would get real awkward. Yes, John, you're raising your hand like a polite young man. I know, sorry. Jeff just brought up a Just good, like they do in high school. A good point. <laughs> because um, he's in high school. Remember when Alex Smith, it looked like he was going to start against the Buccaneers, or at least that's kind of what it was to the national media, and then Heineke came in? Do you think there's, like, is that, did you know that, that Heineke was really going to play, or do you think it would kind of be a situation like that where? Cause they that did, game, the Bucks playoff game a couple years ago. Yeah, when, I knew by Thursday it was going to be Heineke. Okay. But they were trying to see if Alex could get healthy, and that was Alex's calf in that rebuilt leg, and that was an injury situation, which makes it a little different. This isn't an injury situation. I mean, Heineke's been beat up the last few weeks between Kayvon Thibodeau and then Bosa last week. I mean, Heineke's probably bumped and bruised all over, but I, I do believe both those guys. Could go. Um, so in there, is that two votes? Went? Landville's saying they're going to go to Wentz, but is that the best option or just what you believe they'll do? Yes, best option. Johnny says best option. All right, can I finish Jeff my Walker explanation? Sure, yeah. Okay, so I also do agree with the boys that it's the best option. And what you just said, JP, as far as he's been banged up with Thibodeau and Bosa, he actually said that in an interview. Um, I, I could find the audio, but uh, I think Wentz coming in at this this point in time, it's kind of like the t- the two quarterback system. Um, but I think Wentz will play the remainder of the season because we because we spent so much money on him on his contract. Heineke hasn't, yeah, Heineke hasn't really. I mean, we we won those games, but you know those games were really won by the defense most of the time. But like John said, uh, we didn't have that strong of a run game at first, and now that Scott Turner is actually paying attention and running the ball more, even though he did pass more when um, Wentz got in the game last week. But they're also uh, down two scores yeah. in the fourth quarter. Yeah, so. I think it's going to go to Wentz, and I think it will be the smart decision right now. I think it's going to Wentz. I I don't know what's smart at this point. I think you got to worry about the locker room. 
and I, I think you got to make sure everybody's on board. Um, but at some point, Ron's got to do what he thinks is best to win games. And if you listen to them talk about the red zone issues, they 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 make a point of not saying anything by name. They don't think Taylor's good enough in the red zone. Let's just be real. That like when they talk about you got to anticipate and throw that ball. The hesitation's there because the windows are much tighter in the red zone. And you get worried about tight window throws when you don't trust your arm to have the zip you need to get there. Like, that's just the reality. And I I don't know that it should be or shouldn't. I'm no... I I just think it's going to be very interesting to watch. Like, the first big play of that game in San Francisco over the weekend... We kind of remember it as Jahan Dotson dropped a big gainer. But if that's a good ball and it's going deep and letting Dotson run under it, odds are overwhelming that that's a touchdown and they take a 7 nothing lead on their first drive of the game. Instead, the ball's short and behind Dotson. He makes a hell of a play to get off the DB and come back to it, but just doesn't bring it in. Now, it's a drop, and he should have caught it, and I'm sure that's what he's saying too. But like a better ball, it's six. There was a play Terry McLaurin was really similar where he was the saying in the NFL is if you're even, you're leaving. Like if a receiver is even with a corner, they're going to sprint past them. McLaurin was like a step past. And then had the same thing, had to come back to the football and was able to catch it, but it just wasn't the same type of game that it could have been. I do believe Wentz is going to be more capable on the deep balls, but I think his pocket awareness is is lesser than Heineke's. But as these injuries have started to to mount up on the offensive line, I, I don't know. Like I, I really wonder what it would have been like when things started to go good for the commanders and they won that six out of seven. I wonder what it would have been like if Carson was starting then. But the version of offensive line and offense that he's going to be playing behind is now way more similar to what he was playing behind early in the year when he took nine sacks against the Eagles, for goodness sakes. Should and will on the phone lines right now. 800-636-1067. 800-636-1067. What should the commanders do at quarterback? What will the commanders do at quarterback? Is Ron Rivera ready to make a big move? Go back to his $28 million man? Or is he going to ride the horse that brought him here and stick with Taylor Heineke? I don't know the answer. Here's an answer I do know. If you are looking to buy or sell a house, there's only one person in this city you should talk to. His name is John Leahy. Does your home need a little help before you sell? Short on cash? Don't throw in the towel. Talk to John. He can help tee up your home for market by getting you up to $50,000 to make those repairs and upgrades, making your home irresistible to buyers and getting you more money. You just settle up with John on the back end at closing. Like Bonnie. Bonnie sold her Waldorf house with John and his team, and she said she had an exceptional experience. My house went under contract in four days from going on the market. It would have went under contract sooner, but I was making sure to select the best of multiple offers. In the end, I selected a cash offer and closed in two weeks. I can't say enough great things. Absolutely 
five stars. That's what it's like working with John, who's got flexible fees customized to your needs. And life happens, so if needed, John will let you out of your contract at any time. Don't forget, John sells his homes on average for 5.59% more money than the average agent. In other words, if your house sells for six hundred fifty grand, that's $36,000 back into your pocket. Trust me, call John Leahy today, 301-900-3052. Go online to johnsellsdmv.com, or what's even easier, just Google John Leahy. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Group and start packing. Mitch and Finley, 1067 The Fan. Phone line's kind of lit up. What should the commanders do at quarterback? What will the commanders do at quarterback? Might find out today. Might find out tomorrow. A lot of people chiming in via social media. James Schneider says, it's Wentz, and at this point, it should be. Biggest worry is this. Wentz beats the Browns in a scaled-down Cowboys and leads the commanders to the playoffs. This allows the front office an opportunity to make Wentz the guy. 27 mil could help build the team up. Original Kirby says they should play Heineken, but they will play Wentz. About these phone lines, what does Jay in Richmond say? Jay, what up, man? Uh, what up, JP, man? This, this, I, got, I got three takes on this, man. I think the uh, you, hit it on the, you, know, you hit the nail on the head. I think the sale of the team has influenced the decision also. You see Hackey getting fired out there in Denver. Ron knows that uh, he needs to prove the fact that his, Wentz, his boys, uh, is a baller and can lead his team to the playoffs. Ron, Ron is trying to beef up his resume to the new ownership. Second thing is you have to sit, you have to start Wentz because of the arm strength. Um, how many times we were hitting the deep, the deep plays, but they're, they, they're not deep enough. We're getting stopped on the ten yard line inside the five, and we can't score. A lot of these should be you know with a bigger arm. These are touchdowns, man. And my last point is do not do, John Bostic should be cut. I like the way uh, David Mayo looked on defense. 
We need to play De- uh, Mayo as a quarterback on that defense at the mic and not even suit Bostic up, man. Um, let me know what you feel, JP. Man, you're mad at John Boss. Um, thank you for the call, Jay. I appreciate you, man. I, I definitely think, and, and I try to point this out, like this league is so much about self-preservation, man. Like so, so much. And I, I've been thinking a lot about this. Like if there is a new owner, some of it is timeline specific, right? Like let's say this thing moves really fast. Really fast would be the spring, March or April. Whoever's going to take over, so so that you understand, the timeline for typically most of the time firing coaches or front office people is you either blow everybody out right when the season ends or you blow the coaching staff out in January and then a front office staff out after the draft. Like Those are your kind of hiring, firing cycles in the NFL. And the theory with keeping a front office together till after the draft is – They've already done most of the work by then. Like they've scouted all these college football players throughout the season, the college football season. And now there's still more work to do, pre-draft obviously, combine, senior bowl, all that stuff, interviews. But like you've done a lot of your work already and it'd be weird to kind of just like start from scratch at that point. Not to say it doesn't or won't happen, but you get a new owner in March or April Especially if Ron's coming off a playoff year, he's not going anywhere, period. Now, what I do think could happen is a new owner might be like, hey, you know, I'm bringing in this person to work on the football side. And I know you had this coach-centric philosophy. We'll see how that goes. Like, those things I think could really happen. And ideally, you prove that this Wentz move was the right move. And the NFL is like... Most businesses, if the boss has deployed a lot of resources and cash for something, they're going to make people try to use that thing. Like, do you remember the office when Ryan gets the top job, uh, little temp Ryan, right, gets the top job up in New York? He gets Jan Levinson Gould's old job. And his big thing is... Uh, you know what, we're going to make this a website-based company, and that's how we're going to make everything work. Well, the website sucked, but because he had deployed so much money and resources to modernize this thing, he made everybody use it anyway, and they were, like, illegally pumping up the numbers and all sorts of stuff. That's all going back to Carson is, like, yo, we we put a lot in on this. We got to get him back out on the field because the other guy costs us Lampfield, you want me to try to do a percentage here? If Carson is 28 mil on the cap, and say Heineke's about three, and he's a little less than 10% of his cap charge, right? Right around 10%. If he's 2.8 mil, 2.8 mil is 10%, right? I mean, one dude is 10% of the other guy on the cap. It costs you zero draft picks ever. Dude, I've I've worked at enough media companies that love launching apps and they make everybody push the app and then it's like, oh, well, we did it. Carson Wentz is a new app. And we're all gonna use it. Bugs, bugs and all. We're going with the new app, Landfill. Um, I got Jack is on the line. What's up, Jack? Who should it be? Who will it be? Let's say Heineke's about 
three. Jack, you got to turn that radio down, bro. Of his cap charge. All right. I'm going to let you guys talk to Jack. Let's go to Terrell. Terrell, what's up, man? Who should it be? Who will it be? It, it should be Wentz, and I feel like it will be Wentz. Um, Wentz has more zip on the ball that Taylor just doesn't have. And like you said earlier, if he can get the ball out quicker, then we should be able to get down the field. But it's not just that. They also need to change up the play calling. As a fan at home, I shouldn't be able to see that you're going to run the ball two or three times in a row. If I can see it, they can see it. That's part of being predictable that our players have even said. They can see our plays because I can see their plays from home. Those are two things you got to change right there. And I think adding some some – you got to shake it up. And shaking it up is is bringing in wins and changing up the play calls. Those are the two big things, I feel. Thank you for the call, Terrell. Appreciate you, man. Um, I am rarely an advocate of change just for change's sake. Unless it's like your drawers, like you should change your drawers. But I think, I think we're romanticizing a little what we think Carson can be. Um, he almost threw a pick against the Niners. Like, I, I just think these two guys are really similar. And I'm not sure that either one is the difference maker. I think they're both. I, I am impressed by the, like who they are as people. Um, I love Heineke's story, but I, I've come to like Carson. He's just a really low-key dude that wants to run around and play quarterback. Like, he, he's just like a... Easygoing, simple, good dude. Heineke has way more swag to him, but we talk about Heineke swag. Carson Wentz wore a bright red suit with a black fedora on Sunday. Wentz has this dope camo sport coat, blazer thing. Like, maybe it helps that he's got $150 million in the bank or whatever, but he's got some gear to him. He doesn't have the Jordans thing, but... I, I do think there is some level of romanticization of what Wentz can be for this team. I agree on the arm strength stuff. I think and I've said this for over a year now. Like People get caught up in arm strength, meaning throwing the ball vertically and going downfield. That's part of it. But I think tight windows and throws to the edges are arguably a bigger part of it. I think that's why Wentz was able to come in in that kind of – not quite hurry-up mode, but a little up-tempo late in that game, like, you're able to just go to the outsides and pick up chunk yards, and that's what Carson has the arm to do. Um, Also seems like a lot of people are more grumpy at Scott Turner than either of the quarterbacks. I liked the game plan in San Fran, by and large. I I don't know how on two different fourth and shorts, Brian Robinson doesn't get the ball either time, Um, but if I had... I I thought Turner... Wasn't good against the Giants. I think getting away from the run two weeks ago against the Giants was a problem. I think the coaching issues against the Niners were the defense focused so much on stopping Christian McCaffrey as a runner that everything else was just open. And did Landfield just put your phone down his shirt, John? Just like this just cheesy TV show going on and it's just bothering me. 
And so I said, Landfield, can you switch it? And he's like, well, I guess you're going to have a nervous breakdown. And then he just put it down his body. <laughs> the remote? That is... I will never watch TV in the mornings when I get here again. <laughs> so weird and gross. Let's take a quick break. Phone lines are on fire. We're going to go to them. Who should it be? Who will it be? Don't go anywhere. With 11 under center. I mean, that's true. But... Are we sure that it's going to be better? Let's go to Lewis is in D.C. Lewis, what up, man? Hey, thanks for taking my call. I, listen, I, it doesn't matter whether you play Haneke or Wentz. If the play calling doesn't get better, they're going to lose. I mean, I, I have to agree with the gentleman that, that called in the other day, and he said the only reason Turner has a job right now is because his last name is Turner. His play calling is terrible, and anybody can, can see that. We would have been up – if it were not for him play, doing the same four plays at the one-yard line, we could have at least had three points out of that, out of that play, out of, that, out of that, um, that, uh, that, that last play. So I just think – thanks for taking my call, but it doesn't matter. There, you know, we've reached the point of diminishing marginal return. I'm an economics major when it comes to, to, uh, to Wentz. Wentz is not giving us the money back for how well he's playing. He's not that much better than than than, than Heineke. All right, thank you. Thanks, buddy. I man, people are mad specifically about the red zone trip where they got no points, where they ran the ball three straight times with Brian Robinson, and then fourth and goal they lined up in shotgun and gave the ball to Antonio Gibson. I'm not mad at that. I, I mean, I think plenty of people were like, "All right, run it four straight times here." Maybe you'd like to see Robinson get the carry on fourth down. Maybe you'd like to see them not in shotgun. Maybe you'd like it. the only thing I would have done differently. Maybe even on first down, in that when you got just you're running that goal line bunch formation and everything's in tight. But I definitely would have done it on first or second down. Is run a play action boot there, and either Heineke tries to scoot in with his legs, or you leak out one of those tight ends, and it doesn't even need to be Logan Thomas. It could be. John Bates or Cole Turner or whoever. Um, I I don't share the same gusto for being mad at Scott Turner that a lot of people do. Uh, I I thought the Giants' loss was much worse for Turner than the Niners' loss. Running backs got the ball five times in the second half against the Giants. They were average. Robinson was averaging seven a pop. Gibson was averaging four and a half. Stick with it. Smitty is in Chevrolet. What up, Smitty? JP, what's going on, Cap? Good morning to you. Good morning, Listen, man. The, the last caller hit it right on the head. Matter of fact, everybody that's pointing to Turner is hitting it right on the head because the offensive coordinator position is not about the balance between run and pass. It's about creating mismatches when you have the tools to do so. Before McKissick got hurt, we had three pocket knife type players between him, Gibson, and Samuels. This, when you got guys like that that can play receiver or running back, you can't scheme up any type of mismatches. It, I mean, and like like the guy just said, they hung up. If it wasn't for the fact that his last name was Turner, he wouldn't have this job. And if you really want to get real about it, 
even his pops was average when you took away the three Hall of Famers in that offensive line he had in Dallas. So I'm just not impressed with Turner, man. Have a good one, JP. Thank you, buddy. I, I think that's a reasonable call if it's over the body of work of the season. Um, with the offense coordinator, I just for me it's not specific to San Francisco. It, if you're if you're not thrilled with the way the offense has been run all year, I, I I can get that. I just I don't know how much of it's on Turner when you've got an inadequate offensive line and inadequate quarterback play because that's what you've had all year. Some news here. Looks like J.J. Watt is retiring. He uh, he just tweet- <laughs> he just tweeted out a picture with his daughter at the Cardinals game the other night, and I guess her name is Koa. It says Koa's first ever NFL game, my last ever NFL home game. My heart is filled with nothing but love and gratitude. It's been an absolute honor and pleasure. Jeff, make sure the Cardinals finish the season with two road games because. Sure sounds like he's uh, he's retiring. Hell of a career. Probably going to Canton. Um, Cody Shook says, shouldn't Rivera wait till the last minute to announce who the starter is to the public, force Cleveland to potentially prepare for the wrong guy? Landfill? I'm no defensive coordinator. Are the preparations for Carson Wentz versus Taylor Heineke that different? This is not Randall Cunningham versus Bernie Kosar. Like, I I get that Heineke moves a little bit more, but that dude hasn't been a run threat all year. No, I don't think they're particularly different. Like, if if you had the option of starting Tom Brady or Lamar Jackson, like, those would be, whoa, those are different guys. Carson Wentz and Taylor Heineke are both, like, you know, bad quarterbacks that hold the ball a little too long and don't move particularly well. Let's go to Jack. No one has called in to say Heineke yet. No one. I, I'm kind of stunned, man. Uh, my guy Jack is on line one. Jack, who should it be? Who will it be? Jack? Hello? I'm here, dude. Oh, is it my turn to talk? Yes. <laughs> I've been waiting for so long. Well, I've been a fan since 1969, and... I have to say at this point, I love Taylor Heineke. He's got a heart of gold. He's got a lot of drive. The players support him and love him. But realistically, I, unfortunately, I think we need to go with, uh, with Carson Wentz. He does have a bigger arm, and hopefully, you know, they can call some realistic plays. I like to see the plays where they, you know, like the quick, the quick hitches, you know, they get them, get them to go five out and, just chew him up a little bit going down the field, get a little bit of rhythm going, and keep the other defense on the field, and then you catch them with their pants down and go for the long one. But he's got to get some uh, confidence in him for the for the time being, Carson, that is. And, you know, Taylor, with him, it's just, it seems like he just doesn't know how to get that lob, that little easy pass when we need it. And then when it comes crunch time, as of late, he throws the pick. And we just cannot afford that. That just kills the drive. And it's just about time to, you know, I, I would imagine to, to put Carson in. Uh, I'm glad to see Chase Young back. I uh, hope, you know, they don't play him too much. But uh, just play him a little bit of time and like him, get his confidence back. Because he's a morale builder on the team like uh, Terry McCollin is. You couldn't ask for 
just a more quality human being than him. I'm so glad that we signed him. So that's my decision. I think I would go with uh, with Carson Wentz. Thanks for the call, bud. Appreciate it. Happy New Year. Um, everybody's going with Wentz. I, I that makes it easier for Ron, I think, if fans want Wentz. I'm curious what the locker room would say if you got some honesty out of them, but they're not going to give you that. So, uh, Barcelona Nate joins us next. If you're on the phones, stay there. We're coming to you. Don't go anywhere. It is B. Mitch and Finley. Kind of just Finley today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.